Hey, welcome back to the Grace House Podcast. Brian Phillips here with you today. We uh, got a little off in July. I was out of town uh, in Kansas City helping at the ATC camps there for the teens. Had a powerful time. Thanks to my friend Lena LaGuardia for the invite. Also uh, took a week of vacation. So July was a little bit hit and miss. You might be just as busy as we were, so maybe you didn't even notice. But anyway, we're back at it. We're back here in the studio getting on our weekly rhythms uh, remember to check us out on social media, GraceOps212. That's where you can find us on our social media platforms. Share this podcast and check out our website, graceops.net. we got some fun events coming up. One of them is October 1st and 2nd. We're going to be doing a GraceOps Advance for Men in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer. It's going to be a powerful time. So this is going to be, this episode is going to be part two of my time with Lowell Holcoulter and talking about the lifeguard group and human trafficking. So um, we're going to get right back into part two. God bless you. Have a great day. It's my heart, man. You know? Well, we know human trafficking is is in its basis, right, as a supply and demand. And so where where the buyers are, the pimps or the traffickers, the exploiters, that's where they're going to bring their 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 victims. Um, and we know that the Super Bowl, because it really truly is a perfect storm. It's a, it's probably the most testosterone driven gathering, um, in our borders. Not, you know, uh, people say, well, UFC, you know, that's, or that's, you know, Spartan like that's, right. <laughs> you know, the, but that has nothing to do with it, you know, and, but you, you have majority of men, you have large amounts of money, and you have um, you've set this this time frame of almost that what happens at Super Bowl stays at Super Bowl, or it doesn't really count because it's a once in a lifetime bucket list or whatever right. whatever pretty glitter you want to put on it. But um, so the Super Bowl, and then you know you've always got uh, really right after that's the political conventions, you know, the Republican National Convention, Democratic National Convention, the numbers spike unbelievably. Jeez, so, and it's an, but it's an entitlement or, or a perceived entitlement. Like I've got money, I've got power, I've got position and I'm going to take, I'm going to use that. Take what I want. Right? Yeah. Take what I, what I want. And I should, and because I have this power place and position, I should have um, immunity, right? Even right. and I—the only way I can describe it is that you've you've got you've got to numb yourself so much that you can't take responsibility for that. But then you begin to move down at the other large like sporting events, you know, NCAA championship, national football championship, college football championship. But then you start getting it down into that number four and five, and this is the disturbing. Uh, piece is because we see a huge spike in cities that host um, denominational church, religious denominational conferences, um, like a general council or a, a general conference of uh, whether it be LES or um, the Catholic Church conference. None of them are immune, right? There's, None of them are like immune. Any of them, no. Right? Yeah. And again, it's that. I'm not in my town. These aren't my people that 
if there was, if I somehow allowed the thought that somebody's being hurt, it's not my people. Right. These are, you know, and this girl is out selling it anyway. And so, you know, we've even worked with, you know, the, on the John side, those that felt like they were like assisting, you know, like I, I gave this girl some money to, to, to go on, you know, now, mind you, you know, she provided me with whether oral sex or intercourse, um, you know, we don't want to talk about that, but you know, I gave her $200 or I gave her $90 for a a QV quick visit. You know, um, we had one, we had one young lady that, um, you know, we we started talking to her about faith and about Jesus and the help that was there beyond what a therapist could offer and all that. And mind you, you know that, you know, we, we believe in therapy and we don't reject that. We don't just say, Hey, we're going to pray you through this. There's some practical steps that need to be taken. And that's, again, that's where grace ops comes in because there's just action. But, um, she, she told of one scenario. She got in the car and she recognized the man and he recognized her. In fact, he began to shame her. He was an elder at a church she just visited. And he said to her, what are you doing out here doing this? What do you, you know, you know better. This is not the place. This isn't what God has for you on and on and on. And then after about 10, 15 minutes, he says, well, you know, it's time to, get down to business and do, do what I came for, what I paid After you to do little lecture. Huh? Yeah. Huh. So you see the separation there. That's yeah. a frustrated man. That's, that's bringing destruction, you know, and his vigilance tried to find its place, but because it'd been suppressed, it hadn't been empowered and there was no action behind it. Now he's frustrated. Now he's going to destroy a life and, yeah. and many other lives. I mean, she wasn't the first and certainly wasn't going to be the last, you know, what kind of gall, Right? Does it take as an elder to number one throw out condemnation, right, and then like require not some even, sort of not penance? even feel it yourself? Like uh, maybe I shouldn't be here doing this, you know? Yeah. Or maybe I should understand the deeper pain in my own heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's prevalent in the church, you know, and I, I, it doesn't make me popular. It doesn't make the lifeguard group popular. Maybe that's why. Churches run from supporting because, you know, when the light of the gospel hits, you know, it right. it it uh, exposes things that we don't want exposed. And so, it yeah, it's dirty and it's messy and it's gross. Well, it's hard because Paul said in to the book of uh, in the book of Ephesians, the church of Ephesus, he said. He said, don't even let there be a hint of sexual immorality among you. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, and you think he wrote that in the days of the Roman culture where we're, we're we have a lot of bad things in our culture, but not quite as bad as what they had, mm-hmm. you know, in their cultures when you study the differences. And, but nonetheless, though, yeah, like the church, the, the church has, uh, it, the church is supposed to be a place where you can be he, find healing, 
where you can find grace. And, you know, you and I talked about this, that the reason why human trafficking is such a global and especially a U.S. I hate using the word pandemic because of all the scamdemic we've been yeah. through. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it maybe feels like the word got lessened, you know. But, sure. Uh, but it's a problem. Uh, it really could be in your neighborhoods. It's definitely, you know, if you even drive a, if you even drew a 30 square mile, you probably have human trafficking somewhere. Guaranteed. You know, somewhere in your border. Absolutely. Uh, I did a, I did a uh, search this morning on your area. I don't know if you want to talk about your area. I mean, is that. I don't care. So in Rockford, right. you know, I did a, I did a search. So uh, in the last four days, you, you have 65 ads posted just on one site like that's just one site and there are thousands you know they're they're the sites that are out there um so that's 65 women right now in in the rockford area rockford illinois right and so um my small town in montana like on any given day there's you know by the time the day's over there's going to be 50 ads posted just in my town and realizing that that that's a small number of um that's the small avenue the small on ramp for trafficking where you've got the traditional the pimp that's you know exploiting a group of three or four girls we're seeing in America and especially in our rural communities that it's familial trafficking so it's families trafficking their own children mm. and as as hard as that is to hear it's happening and it's the it's i don't know about illinois i haven't studied that enough but i know in montana that's the number one wow uh type of trafficking is you've got family trafficking their own whether it's for drugs we had one young girl her her mom sold her for for uh to a man to get money for a tv for a tv and so when you say draw a circle, you know that's where my mind goes. Right, and I think it's the process. Right, I've the minute I heard from you, Grace Ops, I I started to think of Grace in a new way, hmm. like in in so many areas. So is Grace given or is Grace received? So am I supposed to be given Grace or do I receive Grace? And is Grace a state of mind or is a is it active, right? And I think it's obvious you know where I'm at with it, right? It, yes, we receive it, but we receive it to to become active in our life. Right. And that's why it's grace ops, grace operational. Like it, it operates, it, it does something, you know? And so um, I think that's, you know, when, it's, when I dig into grace ops stuff and I'm, I'm fairly new to it, but I I know you and I've known you long enough to know good and well, like this is more than a, like a t-shirt and a hat. This is more than yeah. the merch, right? <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. This is, it's a culture the, the five star charge is like the, the, we call yeah. it like the anvil of our culture. So, so we, when you talk culture, we master it, we, it's yeah. forging us as we grow up as men, as we mature in Christ. So, so cul- this culture forging. has to go to war yeah. with this, with this dark culture that's trying to destroy men and families, um, masculinity, trying to destroy faith. Like right. 
it's it's a grace culture. It's an active culture that that has to go to war. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, sometimes I guess when I, I growing up, even as a a Bible college student, I saw grace more flowery, yeah, and more glittery. Well, I told you the other day if if you would have told me. 10, 15 years ago, I was going to run an organization with the word grace in it. Right. I'd have been like, kiss off, bro. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> here I we are, the right? Same way. I'm like, grace is soft. It's, uh, it's been watered down. It's been compromised. Uh, I, I, I met a lot of people that didn't like words like obedience and responsibility because God's grace and that, 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 and gets real yeah. flowery real quick. And I want to yep. punch him in the face. Yeah. Like get away from me. You know, like Grace is you know, militant, right? It's it's robust. It's the yeah. Yeah, it's the training. It's 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 living determined. Living yeah. you know, it's it's tenacious, you know, towards holiness. It's yeah. it's, it's really in its love, it's the love of God, the kindness of God that but won't let us stay the way we are. You know, or the know, culture the way it is. Absolutely. Right? So it just or that, the church the way it is, right? That like, concentric like, yeah. circle starts right where we learn to live in grace and learn to live with grace. And then we begin to like go to battle on the culture around us, you know, in our home, in our community, on behalf of our church, on behalf of our city. Right. And so that's why I tell people all the time, like I know that these, you know, 40, you know, 42 million, 2 million in the United States, 1% success rate, but God, we can win this. Like we can come back from this. Yeah. Like if not, then I'm out. Like if I can't have people around me that don't believe that way, I'm out. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's where that's where I see what, you know, really the the agreement and what we do, the lifeguard yeah. group and grace ops. And um I just my my greatest yearning in my gut, Brian, is that the church that men of faith people of faith would like would grab a hold of this whether it's human trafficking um whatever you know domestic violence or like we've got it and well you said it before the supply of human trafficking exists and is there because yeah. the demand and the need for it is there which is absolutely the demand and the want the demand yeah, yeah. The, the, the yeah People demand it. Well, they need it. Yeah. Not saying it's a healthy need. Right. These people have gotten so sick in their minds. Right. And uh, yeah, so the supply and the demand, I mean, it's like, and if you really think about it, like we could end end it all over over the course of uh, probably 10 years. If right. If we really wanted to, but we don't want to. We don't you know? want to. Not saying for, we don't want for to. For two different reasons. Our culture just yeah. doesn't want to end well, it. Well, look at the money. Right now. Human trafficking is 150 billion dollar industry google is 136 billion dollars a year yeah and look at like i mean look at that yeah and human tra- like so there are days i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna lie to you right i mean there are days i think you know we're trying to raise a million dollars to combat fight, to fight 150 billion dollar yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know and so like it, it's the greatest, it's the greatest comeback story that God's writing right now. Well, and it reminds me of the David and Goliath. Exactly. Know, it's a, it, it's it, and you know, so when we look at the supply and the demand, and kind of how this episode can tie into being trained by grace. So I kind of want to offer 
um, some takeaways because the, yeah. the, the, the supply is there because the demand for it is there. And why is that demand there is because the human heart hasn't, um, you know, fully been trained by grace. And obviously even these religious guys, these religious um, denominational meetings, if that's number four on the list or five, I mean, that's really has to break the heart of God, you know, has to break, breaks my heart to hear that. When I heard that I was, I was so shocked when you said that Friday night when we were hanging out and so I look at the Titus two twelve. So for the grace of God brings salvation um, to all mankind, and then it says training us. Yeah, training, to, equipping. Yeah, training. Grace, God's grace, God's kindness as a Father through His Spirit is training us much like a uh, military trainer, right, or like yeah. a coach, somebody who, because a coach is only going to pull the best out of you. He knows your potential, and he's not going to deal with your excuses. And grace is the same way. And we've been sold that grace kind of somehow excuses my pathetic life, but grace actually empowers me to live holy, to be, right. to be powerful. And so I think that, uh, you know, then the next part, it says, uh, you know, training us to do something specific, which is to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. So the word renounce means that we make a formal declaration with our mouth. I say yeah. it from my mouth that you no longer have right or authority over me. I once partnered with the spirits of darkness. I once partnered with the spirits of lust and the spirits of the age. Um, maybe you just fell into pornography last night, right? Or maybe you slipped yeah. up or, I mean, and we talked about that too. We live in a culture of lust, you know, it's like yoga pants and booty shorts and, you know, social media. Like you just, you know, you just look at one ad and it's like, oh my gosh, it's just everywhere. Everywhere. You know, commercials now are just more blatantly talking about sex and sexual things. And like LGBTQ is like, is, 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 uh, whacked as all that is. They're, they're infiltrating our school systems and they're like, train our sexual history. It's like, what are, where, what are we thinking as a culture, dude? Yeah. It just boils my blood sometimes. Like, why does a five-year-old need to know about that? Why does an eight-year-old, why does a 10-year-old need, no, you know, you know, dude, it's like the madness. So it's like, you know, but, but the grace is training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. And it's a, it's a training ground. So when, when I train, I'm practicing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the scriptures are clear on. It's like he who, if we're practicing sin, there's no hope for us, right? Like mm -hmm. we, I can't continue on practicing sin. I have to practice righteousness. I have to practice breaking things and, and Jesus already set me free, but I have to apply that, right? Right. Like he provided the soap, but I've got to take it and wash my body, right? Like, yeah. Like, um, so if I'm going to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and then it says, so that we're trained still there, to, then it says trains us to live. Mm. So trains us to renounce. Yeah. We call it two parts darkness, but we tra we're trained to live three parts life. So the emphasis on life is, is a third greater, you know? Yeah. To live self-control, to live upright, and to live godly. That's the mission of grace right there. Yeah. Active. Active. And it's v got... Vigilant. And I love that Get word. Get up vigilant. every day and guard your heart. You and know? just like Paul said, listen, I, I, I literally have to... Like, I literally beat my body daily to bring it in submission. Right. Like this... You know, we'd love to... Like, at the end of this podcast, right? Send 1999... And we're going to send you this packet and, you know, and this, 
this whole thing will be done for you. Like yeah, take the magic. This packet will renounce right. fate or will renounce evil and it will right. bring back and it will prepare you for right. war. Blah blah blah. Whatever you know? version of worldliness you deal with, this <laughs> yeah. little pill. Will, but is, you uh, and I both know, right? It's that that's not, and so it's that that you know. Paul said buffeting, and see, that's where I got confused, right? I I thought it was buffet, <laughs> buffet and so yeah. that's what got me where I'm at right now. But I mean, <laughs> Paul literally like laid it out. He said, "Like I'm telling you, like you gotta you gotta beat this thing down. You've got to right. like destroy it." And you've got to you've got to make it crumble before you. Yeah. That's the only way. Vigilant. That's the word. Somehow that's got to fit in that. Grace ops. Oh, vigilant. It, it is grace ops. Yeah. It's the it's the diligent lifestyle. To, it is to be vigilant in your um, awareness yeah. of your surroundings. I mean, that's kind of the heart of a sheepdog, right? It's kind of part of the assignment on a man's yeah. life, anyway. Um, I, I believe men in general should be vigilant. if you choose to accept it. <laughs> this message. So it's like, um, you know, even driving down my neighborhood, I need to be vigilant. You know, when I'm at yeah. a store, like, dude, I was at a um, Salvation Army just about two months ago, shopping the retro. And, uh, no, I was having uh, just a time out in my truck, listening to audiobooks, and mm. my kids were in shopping. And I noticed this uh, a Muslim guy walks right up to the building and he's just kneeling down praying. And I didn't that didn't fit right in my brain. I'm like, okay, I get that Muslims pray. That's cool. I respect that. But I'm like, you're at a Christian facility, so it just sent off some really weird signals. In my sure. Head. So I just pulled my truck up literally three feet behind where he was kneeling, looking for anything that could be uh, explosives or uh, the bulkiness, you yeah. know. Um, and nothing was really there. Uh, and I did take a picture of the license plate where, you know, no one has it. I haven't given it to anybody, but I just thought if something blows off or happens, I can go, well, Hey, I saw this one day, you know, or whatever. So yeah. Vigilance. It's just being vigilant, you know, yeah. um, confronting the wolves. What's the, what, what's the opposite of vigilance? Is it lazy? Passive. Yeah. Passive. Yeah. yeah. Lethargic probably. Um, sterile. <laughs> neutered yeah we could we could go you know uh, and that's an interesting thing too that just came to my mind like the difference between um um an ox and, and oxen you know like the ox uh i'm trying to remember I, I posted this on my facebook but the ox and the the the, the cattle is like they're just neutered that's the yeah. difference um the neutered one can be more controlled right whereas the ox is wild and just you know the bull you know he's he's Am I saying that right? Bull and ox? Like I don't know. You're from Montana. You should know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got, you know, you got the bull and the so steer, the, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, so the bull when he's neutered um, becomes he's, a steer. He's more t- tamed. You know, yeah. And they they like it because he's you know, and and yeah, that's what culture tries to do. And so I think in the context of like supply and demand, and I think about the 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 how grace trains us to renounce, um, and how we can get involved. So. I would say, like, yeah, you might struggle with the culture of lust. That would be, like, one layer. Yeah. Which might go a layer deeper into, like, pornography. Um, and then it's really, and really, I, it's really hard to talk about this because, like, those are symptoms of, like, something going on inside of your heart. Yeah. Pain, rejection, fear, uh, you know. Um, well, it's the new, it is the new really drug. Long, you're really longing for intimacy. Yeah. And you're going to go to something that it can't provide intimacy, but it's about as close as you can get. Yep. Um, 
and then you could find so you so the supply chain for human trafficking is as shallow when you back it all the way up is as shallow as the lustful heart mm. it's really just the man that says okay i'm gonna go outside today and there's gonna be girls running around in shorts and i'm just gonna soak them all in you know, there's going to be yoga pants all around. I'm just going to soak them all in. Or are you going to go out with a diligent heart and be more vigilant? to? Because that's actually what we're trying to say here, that that's part of an action you can get involved in. Stop lusting driving down the road. Stop yep. lusting in the office. Like, kill that. It's a spirit, you know? Yeah. And so we have to kill these things. And David even said in Psalm 51, he said those words. He's like, create in me a pure heart. Now, that was after David had fallen with Bathsheba and killed her husband, right? So... Yeah, big 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 problem happened in David's life, right? But but he pens uh, he he pens Psalm fifty one, and he has that he has that desire because he already saw Saul get the anointing removed from him, so he's yeah. already seen a king go mad. Yep, and he's like, don't I don't want I don't want you to do that to me, God. Take not the Holy Spirit from me. Mm-hmm. You know, create in me a heart that's clean. You know what's beautiful about David is he never did that again. That one thing he never did that yeah. specific type thing again, which is to his credit. And if you've ever been trapped in that place of pornography, you know that or lust, you know that's not an easy feat. No, to just like that's the end. You 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 know that that's not easy. That that was a war that had to take oh, yeah. place. Yeah, and it's and um, yes, it's it's about the longevity, mm-hmm. you know, and and it is about understanding your own heart understand how it really is trying to understand it's not about the symptom it's about the problem yeah and we always are like stop doing this or you know we're always focused on stopping something that's why i love the whole titus 212 because it's like stop these two things but get busy doing the three like you got a lot more life to live you got a lot more energy towards life than you do towards death yeah you know and so that's perfect so I think, you know, if you're stuck in something that's uh, painful or addictive or you're nervous that you could be teetering on some type of human trafficking behavior yourself, um, I'm going to have my email in the show notes and we will email us. You know, we're, we will uh, do everything we can to help you and get you connected to the right resources. And we want to be here for you that way. So any closing thoughts, Lowell, or closing remarks? No, I think... Yeah, I mean, I always say no and then go on with one, right? No, I think no. Yeah, <laughs> no, but. <laughs> no, but I got these three things. The important thing <laughs> is, you know, the takeaway, like you said, I know that there's that level of shame that covers this. And we always, in our training, we tell people, like, that's that's a pimp's number one avenue of manipulation. If If I was a pimp, which I'm not, but if I was and I wanted to capture – the the heart and soul and the body of this young girl, I if I take her and entice her into one act of shame, I own her. I right. use that shame over her uh, in so many different ways. So I have power over her, and it's what the enemy does with men. So you're a you're a pervert. You've this is what you're doing. You go ahead, share it out there. Yeah, and there's, see there's how no you're treated. You, right? Yeah, you're you're disgusting. It's um, you're whether you're married, not married, um, single, dating, whatever. Like the enemy's going to bring that. And so again, uh, like be strong and in, in just take like be strong in one moment and and send an email. And that's 
that sending that email is is a part of that renouncing. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And the longer that the enemy can use the power of secrecy over you, the longer he'll hold you captive. So, like, let that like find one moment of courage. Like, just like I'm begging you, as from man to man, right? Just find that one moment of courage and reach out and just say, "This is where I'm at." And I can tell you that when you send your email to to, to Brian and to Grace Ops, there's not going to be condemnation, but there will be active grace, yeah. vigilant grace to to help you overcome. And then once that happens, once that becomes viral, then we start to see our numbers go down, and the one percent becomes two, becomes ten, becomes fifty, becomes a hundred. Yeah, because we can actually win this thing. Absolutely. But if we just ignored it and didn't do podcasts about it, or you didn't talk about it in our church today, it just keeps on having life, doesn't yep. it? We're not, so we're actually in a battle against this stuff. We're in a war against this. So we do live in days that are very uh, challenging, to say and, the least. You know, the eye, the eye gate. You know, as a man, you know, and I've talked about things very openly on our podcast, but. So, so everyone on the podcast, I know we've got a lot of men who listen. We've got some moms who listen. Uh, we've got some sons who listen. You know, it's really cool. So we've got kind of a little uh, cross-section of the family listening to the Grace House podcast, which is great. So share this with men. Share this with family. Uh, any, any family members that would be encouraged by this. Uh, check us out on our social medias. Um, you can find us on any platform at GraceOps212. So until next time, remember to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to get busy living upright.